1: If you've ever been a part of a theater company in high school, college, maybe a community theater, there are certain aspects that are universal. There's a deep love of the stage that runs through the veins of all the people there, which comes with memorized songs and often the choreography of some bygone show still ingrained in their jazzy little hands, always on the verge of spontaneously breaking out. There's lifelong friendships. There are rivalries. There's always one super talented girl that everyone hates. And one super talented guy who gets all the lead roles every single time, and we love him for it. There's always plenty of male roles for the handful of guys who are just happy to be there. And there are never enough female roles for the absolutely cutthroat girls who are there. And of course, there will always be exactly one kid with true talent, and that kid will inevitably go on to become a marketing major. (laughs) The tech team is weird. They're clad in black. Not all the guys there are gay, but there's a good chance at least one or two of them are figuring themselves out, and that's okay with all of us. The show is somehow never ready to go on the night before opening, but God damn it, somehow it will come together in the 11th hour. The teachers always go by their first names. This shit is life and death, and it's a beautiful and weird club where you can sing and dance your way through any big social issue or confused sexuality. This... Is the right place for all you dreamers, and we are gathered in the musty one of us theater space to discuss one of the most realistic portrayals of theater since Waiting for Guffman, Theater Camp. Amos, played by Ben Platt, and Rebecca Diane, played by Molly Gordon, are lifelong best friends and drama instructors at a rundown camp in upstate New York. When clueless tech bro Troy, played by the always wonderful Jimmy Tatro, arrives to run the camp for the summer after his mom falls ill, we'll say. Amos, Rebecca Diane, and production manager Glenn, played by Noah Galvin, band together with the staff and students to stage a masterpiece and keep their beloved summer camp afloat. I am T.C. DeWitt of the Screener Squad, and I am joined by the handsome male lead. An incredible tenor. A young star who has wowed us time and again with his performances in such classics as Oh, Canada, Father of Nine, (laughs) Doggett Convinced (laughs) Me to Watch Another Anime, and of course, his award-winning performance in Hello There, Mr. Bradley Martin. (laughs)
0: Hello. Yes. Thank you. That was was really sweet. I'm kind of moved by that.
1: Thank you. And... Also joining us in the spotlight, the young ingenue from the East Coast, known for her snappy wit and biting rants over mediocrity. You will, of course, remember her from Funko Pop Girl, Dear Baby Grogu, You Drew That? And, if you say fine one more time, Melina's here.
2: Wow, I had something all lined up, but now I'm speechless.
1: (laughs) I was drawn to this movie because I, too, was a theater kid, and I had a feeling that this would speak to me. I am also a very big mockumentary fan, so I'm very curious, what drew you both to this movie?
2: Well, it was definitely not the idea of chatting with you two. It did not factor into the equation whatsoever. (laughs) I actually saw the trailer for this and thought, okay, well, this looks like it could be a change of pace for... Ben Platt. I am always rooting for him, even though he has not been knocking it out of the park for me in terms of features recently. (laughs) I'm not even going to talk about uh, people I want to strangle at the wedding, but (laughs) I. Saw the trailer and thought, okay, well, this looks like it has potential. So I actually went and saw this in the theater. I'm very glad that this did actually get a theatrical release. I was surprised, only to find out, yeah, within the first uh, couple of seconds, oh, God, this is a mockumentary. Mm. And I love mockumentaries. <laughs> and I've got to say, you guys, in a year where we have gotten some pretty freaking amazing blockbusters, this might be one of my favorite movies.
0: <laughs> well, I don't watch trailers. I only know Ben Platt from his singing career. I. Oh, wait, he was the uh, the magician in Pitch Perfect, right? That's right. Yeah, and, that is correct. Yeah, one of the better singers in that movie, full <laughs> of good singers. But mostly it was Molly Gordon and Aoi Dabiri who are in The Bear Season 2, which I was floored by. So I thought, yeah, I'll jump on this and see what else they're up to. You know, they're very incredibly talented. And then I did notice Jimmy Tatro, who I've adored since, um, was it called American Vandal? American
1: Vandal, yep, correct. He's incredible in
0: that. He has this way of playing these, I don't want to sound (laughs) condescending to his character, but like kind of on the surface doofus characters who somehow have these hearts of gold. That aren't unique necessarily to the characters he's playing, but really make you feel like maybe everyone deep down has a heart of gold. I love this actor. He's so, so great. Yeah, That's what drew me in.
2: Not stepping out of the box here by any means. I think <laughs> no. you just described <laughs> right. his character in this perfectly. But yeah, I think with this he proves he is one of the absolute best people at doing that.
1: Yeah, yeah. for sure. He- yeah, he's he's incredible. He he plays the doofus dude bro with a heart of gold. That's well-described, Bradley. Better than anyone. I don't know anyone who can play this role as well as he does. And he's come back to this a few times. We saw him earlier this year in The Machine. He played a fireman uh, dating Alex on Modern Family. But yeah, American Vandal, which is also a mockumentary, he is so goddamn funny. And he's so natural at it. I, I worry if I ever met him. I would he'd be this like oh this is just you man
2: and then you find out he speaks with like a clipped British accent and demands yeah, oh, caviar at every meal. <laughs>
1: uh, when I trained at the Royal Shakespeare Company, uh, but yeah, so so this 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 little mockumentary about this upstate theater company. That's fallen into ruin, and, and it's just these people who lovingly come here every summer and have been keeping it afloat for years. Uh, Nick Lieberman co-directed this with Rebecca Diant, with, with uh, Molly. They also wrote it together with Ben Platt and Noah Galvin. They did a short film in 2020, probably at either the very beginning of the pandemic or just before it. And it's not online anymore. It used to be on Ben Platt's YouTube channel and Instagram, And probably in the promotion of this, they they pulled it, which is a shame because it's not this movie. It works as a great companion piece of, oh, just these people who take this so damn seriously and have children reading monologues from, like, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. (laughs)
2: Or Faust.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's wild. This is just coming from a very loving place because, like Waiting for Guffman the people doing this lived this this is so real i i saw it in a sold out theater which was amazing because i did not expect this to be a full house but i went opening weekend full house of geeks and i sat next to a stranger there was an empty seat that got filled just as the trailers were rolling and i was friends with this person by the time she was quoting nicole kidman when this movie was starting (laughs) and this is so much fun to watch with people who've been there and get it and as I said, I'm a theater guy. I grew up in this atmosphere. So it was a lot of like, I don't feel attacked. I feel seen. Oh, I like that.
2: That's good to know because I didn't grow up in this world. I didn't go to theater camp or any camp because I, as a kid, couldn't stand being around kids my own age that long.
1: Especially theater kids. I do not blame you one thing.
2: Watching this, I remember thinking, okay, I feel like this is a very loving and earnest send up of this kind of culture where you have people from a very young age who just buy into this 110%, you know, with every fiber of their being, but it's not mean spirited about it. It's not mocking that it's celebrating Mm -hmm. that just with a very wink and a nod sense of humor.
1: Yeah. There's a a nice little joke that is telling of the overall humor of this, where there's a kid who looks like his parents signed him up for this year. And it's not something that he doesn't, he doesn't strike me as a kid who, like, loves theater or wanted to do it. It was just sort of like, eh, my f- family gave me an extracurricular for the summer. And they catch him playing football at one point, And it's like, <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> you know sports ball? I'm sorry, guys. I, I swear. It was, I, I was just throwing the ball back to them. And it's and it's, it's this betrayal. <laughs> How dare you throw a perfect spiral, too? Get out of here. Well, I wasn't in yes.
0: any kind of theater camp. Um I went to my best friend's drama club every once in a while to watch him perform because he asked me, and I thought he did great, and that's all that came of that. Like, wow, I, yeah, I think he did really great. And, you know, as a friend who's not involved in it, my opinion meant very little to him. <laughs> but it, it meant a lot to me that he still wanted me there to see him. So good yeah. guy. His name was Larry. A lot of these jokes, though, still hit and are very relatable, even if you don't know the theater scene. Uh, the two characters, Amos and Rebecca Diane, they've been friends since birth. And when you're friends with someone since as far back as you can remember, you kind of start to become a couple, but not like a romantic couple by any means. But people see you as one person almost. And mm-hmm. when one person in that group decides they want to do other things, I'll just say, no spoilers, of course, it throws a wrench in the whole dynamic of your identity and I thought that Amos and Rebecca Diane, Molly Gordon and Ben Platt handled that theme of just life in general uh, very profoundly Yeah, and uh, I certainly enjoyed that a
1: lot. Yeah, there's a great look at codependency in here. For all its yeah. silliness yeah. Yeah. and there's definitely a lot of silliness in this, there's there's a, some really great themes being explored in growing up and, and being so connected to someone, being so codependent upon someone and wanting to move away from that. And additionally, having responsibility thrust upon you. And that goes to a couple characters, but particularly Troy, who is just a dude who wants to be an influencer. You know, like, yo, yo, what's up, fam? You know, here we are. I'm doing my thing. Oh, uh, yeah, so my mom's sick and I got to take care of her. Like, we're camp for the summer. Not the guy who should be there and yet the guy who has to be responsible for it. And there's this genuine sweetness in watching this fool stumble their way into understanding just how important this place is for mm-hmm. someone and and that's not just theater camp that is a universal thing that I'm glad that was relatable to both of you not coming from theater that you could watch something like this and be sweetened by it enjoy it and, and see the, the universal themes and friendship and responsibility and whatnot.
2: oh completely and I think that that is what will make this work to people who at large have not been part of of cedar camps or have you know were the theater kids growing up because you're right there is this universality and this relatability with the way that they tell the story these characters are all mm-hmm. you can connect yourself to any one of these characters they're all accessible and despite how broad some of them are written and how broad especially Troy is portrayed they all kind of work your their way into your heart this movie also does like you said have an incredible amount of heart mm-hmm. I think that this is not a movie that is going to make non-theater people feel like they can't come in and find the central themes and even find true appreciation for this world. I certainly did. I mean, I was not a theater kid, did grow up in the choir group, and so I certainly grew up watching Music Man and all mm-hmm. sorts, and Rogers and Hammerstein. So for me, I'm like, yeah, there were a lot of jokes in here that I was surprised that I got, but I was like, even if you don't, I don't think it's going to hurt your enjoyment of this.
1: Yeah, and that comes down to the humanity of it. And I I Mm -hmm. think this is a very big compliment to give, and I mean it when I say it. This is comparable to Christopher Guest films. Christopher Guest mockumentaries come from a place of humans who do something weird, but they are, at their core, real people. So you can watch something about the Westminster Dog Show, or you can watch (laughs) something about mascots or folk music (laughs) or any number... Or spinal tap or what have you, that these very strange subcultures that you would never find yourself a part of, you can instantly relate with the people because they all come from like a real genuine place. And that's where this movie truly thrives. That these feel like real people, <laughs> and maybe even people you know. I was gonna
2: say if you weren't if you weren't this kid yourself, you have certainly met every single one of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the the story itself it, it is about keeping this camp alive and just experiencing this set of weeks in these people's lives leading up to the closing night of the of the summer camp and and this builds. I, I honestly think that this could have been just a scotch longer because there were a couple of threads that I was enjoying a lot that we didn't get a lot of. Like there's a girl there who's. One of the instructors has scammed her way in. She clearly does not know what she's doing, but she faked her <laughs> resume and she's there. And, and everything we got is great with her, with other characters. But there were those little elements of like, man, I bet there are some cut scenes, and some cut improvisations in here that would be excellent special features, Yeah. whether it's bloop, full bloopers or fully edited out scenes. There's, there's probably some gold left on the editing room floor. But rather that than too long.
2: That may be what they were afraid of, because I did think the same thing. I'm like, there's, an, I think we will definitely, if they ever do release a DVD or Blu-ray of this, we will probably find many cut scenes. And I wouldn't be surprised if it find it's one of those where you're like, oh, they co- they totally could have left that in. Yeah. But yeah. maybe they were afraid that given this is a more limited release than most of what's in theater right now. <laughs> They were afraid of uh, overstaying their welcome or scaring people away, which yeah. is sad.
0: Yeah, it's only an hour and a half, so very cut, uh, very tight, nice, movie.
1: quick watch. And it builds to mm-hmm. this very heartwarming conclusion. Like literally, choked me up. Which, watching a movie like this, especially how it starts out and, and as silly as it gets, you wouldn't expect to get to a point of like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling this. This is, this is, this is, this is <laughs> yeah. very, this is very sweet. <laughs>
0: there's such a fine line between passionate and crazy and it's i guess that's what a human being is uh, crazy or passionate your experience through life may vary often but i agree i i got a little choked up too at the finale because i i don't know how Well, well yes i do i'm i don't ever see these things coming but their final big number like moved me so much like wow they 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 made something beautiful after all, you know, and I was shocked.
2: (laughs) Yeah. There's a line early on where someone says, the thing about us theater people is that we turn cardboard into gold. Mm. And of course, when you hear that, if you have any familiarity with this culture, that's going to ring true to you. It's a funny line, but talk about being able to marry the comedy and the emotion with a line that comes back at the end in just the most, perfect way i'm like that's exactly what this movie did Mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. its finale was turn something that was a complete disaster (laughs) into something truly great that i don't know what's wrong with you guys choking up at this i freaking cried okay good
1: good (laughs) (laughs) well i'd love to get in some final thoughts here bradley why don't you go first for us So, as I said,
0: uh, I probably would have liked to be a theater kid, but I definitely was not raised to feel comfortable doing that. Uh, Nowadays, I embrace the theater. We got the National Board and Review app. You know, we follow what's big out of uh, uh, what's that called, where Andrew Garfield hit it big and Amelia Clark, West End Mm -hmm. in uh, England. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, we love that. We love Broadway shows. Uh, We try to go to Calgary to watch shows as much as possible the reason why this moved me so much is my oldest daughter is a theater kid mm-hmm. she's like i want to put on my own play but i'm not sure how to write a story and i'm all and i just off the cuff was like oh you know uh, a scuba diver instructor falls in love with a tennis player and and they think it's weird that their confinements of space and what they do at their time clash but the love is there and then, like a month later, she made that little movie. Oh, she made like a three minute movie of amazing. that. And I was so touched. Oh. I was like, oh, she was shocked. Like, why are you crying on It's a little movie? I'm like, because it's the best thing I've ever
2: seen. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. I'm a diva.
0: So, yeah, I loved this. Uh, really tight, really well paced. Loved seeing all these actors. Uh, also, uh, watch The Bear season two, watch American Vandal, uh, listen to Dear Evan Hansen. I haven't seen the movie. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> but I've read the script and I've heard the play and it's very enjoyable.
1: If you'd like to maintain your affection for Ben Platt, do not watch <laughs> the movie Dear Evan Hansen. Okay,
2: okay. Don't want to blame that on him, but it is still kind of his fault. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 8 out of 10 tear sticks.
1: <gasps> oh, shame. She's juicing. <laughs> Molina
2: yeah, this was such a delightful surprise to me. I am really so beyond glad that this is getting a theatrical release, and I'm very glad that I was not sitting alone in that theater. People, There was a lot of people in there in the middle of the day, and they were all having a great time. This is a movie that I would recommend seeing in a theater, not just for how good it is, but for how much of a crowd pleaser it is. This is so much fun to sit there and laugh with other people. And like you were saying, DC, almost feel like you're having a bonding experience with these people that you've never met. And yeah, you do feel like you've become friends with them at the end. Such incredible performances. I think this is some of Ben Platt's best work. Mm -hmm. I'm very glad to know that he was also a writer behind this. I think it's one of his best and most sympathetic performances. And yeah, Molly Gordon, this is her directorial debut in terms of a feature, at the very least. She's acted before. She was in Shiva Baby and she was in Book Smart. Yeah. This girl is freaking talented. I absolutely love her. And yeah. I've also got to give a shout out, yeah, to Jimmy Tatro, obviously, but also uh, Noah Galvin,
0: mm-hmm. who
2: kind of presents himself as the JoJo from Horton. Here's a who in this one. I'm like, he's just, just the absolute, like, he's amazing. Even though I sat there thinking, did they, did Billy Crudup get cloned? That's all I could think about. Everybody here does an incredible job, and the humor in here is so constant. It's so witty. And, yeah, this is an ending that instantly skyrocketed this into my top ten of the year. I had such a blast with this. I think I may actually go see this again on the big screen, and I encourage other people to do so. If you're feeling a bit nihilistic after Oppenheimer and you didn't wear (laughs) pink to the theater, go see this. So, yeah, uh, I give this a 9 out of 10 open snapples.
1: (laughs) Very good. I'm just going to echo what both of you just said. This is so funny and sweet, and it perfectly nails the heart and soul of theater kids. If you have an affection for theater life, you're going to like this, and you should watch it. If you watch it alone, you'll be amused, I'm certain of it, but the best way to watch this is going to be with friends or soon-to-be friends from the stage, people who are going to laugh because it's true. But even if you're not of this world, there's something to relate to. If you've dreamed, and you've dreamed big, and you've dreamed weird, the cast is excellent, and yeah jimmy tetra i freaking love this guy i've been a fan of his since american vandal uh yes also watched the bear for some of the other cast members here this is great i, I thought this was so much fun yeah this is this is in my top 10 of the year as well and it's probably going to stay there until you know maybe later in the year but right now this is just a sleeper hit that i'm so glad i got to see so i'm giving this a nine out of ten showstopping stopping final numbers <laughs> uh, which, looking at my notes here, uh, Bradley, you signed up to sing our outro here. So uh, go ahead whenever you're ready. I know you've been working on this. Um, if you need a... if Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So I, just go. I haven't been busy at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. I knew I knew you wouldn't let me down.
0: This is mm-hmm. the outro mm-hmm. for oneofus.net's review of Theater Camp. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Bradley, Bradley, look at me. Did you just make that up? <laughs> Did you? Look at me. It was brilliant and I loved it. Thank you. <laughs>